0: Hello, and welcome to Tea for Lunch, a weekly show powered by Arcade.
1: Each week, we'll serve the top stories we're following in social media, entertainment, celebrity, and tech in 15 minutes or less. You can catch this show live on Instagram or TikTok Thursdays at about this time, which is 12 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, or on all podcast providers and YouTube on Fridays. We're your hosts this week, Mike and Mitzi.
0: That's right. It's been a big week over here. I feel like we're at a press conference because we got multiple mics. We got some new wireless mics. So hopefully the audio is nice, crisp, and clear for anyone who's watching this, but also listening through the podcast. And Mm -hmm. this has been a big podcast week for us.
1: Yeah, my brain feels like mush.
0: I know, but it's been fun. This is like my dream job. So I'm very excited. We've been filming and recording our Waves podcast, which is our other podcast if you haven't listened to it. That's right. It's called Waves. Uh, We talk about marketing, social media, but it's an interview style show. So go check it out. Our brand new season, which is going to look good and feel and sound really good, is going to be live this month. Um, And it's really exciting.
1: Yeah, we've got to actually set a firm date.
0: Yeah, we do. And yesterday um, we did a whole new reshoot for our cover art, and we look good. We
1: did. We looked like a couple of snacks.
0: <laughs> we did look good. I yeah. thought like the set was really cool. Um, we did like a few different like variations of it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good.
1: Yeah, shout out to our team.
0: Mm-hmm. This has
1: been we've we're leveling up in a lot of different ways this season because it's been a bit of a longer hiatus. Yeah, we took a break from the last one. You were on mat leave for a while. Now we're back. And we're, we got a fresh new look. We got full video episodes going on YouTube. We got a new instrumental track for the intro. Yes. There's just a lot to look I'm forward to. I'm just really
0: proud that it's all been done in house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, wow.
1: Yes. It wasn't always that way.
0: Was not. We so got, we
1: got the people now. The
0: content's good. It's going to look good. It's going to sound good. It's just going to be a good one. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, and on the arcade side, we just launched the studio. That's right. Do you want to talk about the studio? Yeah,
0: so for the first time ever, we're offering our video production services for clients as a standalone service. It's normally part of a social media management package, um, but this time we're doing it as a standalone because we just know that a lot of brands need it. So uh, social video is something that agencies really struggle to do quickly and efficiently and cost-effectively. So, I think that we've we're filling a need for that, and we've gotten quite a few potential clients for it. so it's exciting.
1: yeah, and we're good at it. So why shouldn't we do it? Exactly. We've uh, the last couple of years we've talked to our team about how like we need to all be in the mindset that we're all creators
0: right, which is and that's
1: this is kind of an outcome of that as well.
0: Yeah, big shout out to our team that's like down for that because I know a lot of people might not be, and even those who aren't always natural or like excited like about video. Um, we've all kind of like rallied and like risen to the occasion. So it's pretty exciting. I'm just so proud of our team. I'm proud too. Yeah, it's a fun times. Anyways, we get into we got, our stories? Yeah, we got some good stories. We should jump
1: in. All right. For our first story, the U.S.'s Surgeon General has released an advisory on risks with youth social media use. I feel like this is not shocking, but it is an important thing to talk about. Um, and it, it's nothing new to talk about the risks of social media for anybody, let alone youth But um, this new advisory takes things a step further. So it issued a new public health warning this week that explores the concerns that social media use among children and teens poses serious risks that science doesn't fully understand. Um, It seems like there's a lot of risky things lately. You know, we were talking about AI and stuff like that too Mm -hmm. and how that could get out of hand. But social media has been around for a while, like at least a decade.
0: Yeah, I think the fact that this U.S. Surgeon Generals are advising this official warning kind of sparks movement towards this because I know we've all been hearing about the risks or the potential risks, but now that this warning is out, um, like historically when that happens, it kind of like starts a movement around more concentrated effort to educate people on it. So. In the past, when they talked about like drunk driving and driving drunk was an issue, potential issue, but until the U.S. Surgeon General announced it as an actual official issue, that's when like more momentum around like organizations and um, research and more like awareness around it that became more real. So,
1: and the White House has created a task force for it now too. Although U.S. task forces don't necessarily have the greatest track record for efficacy or efficiency but i mean it's more than we had before
0: yeah i think i don't think it's this move is anything like really telling us anything that we don't know like there must be a risk and now science is showing some signs and symptoms of it um and i just don't know if like much shift in responsibility is happening it's just more like research and dollars and attention is going to it now which is nothing but positive. Um, the only thing I wish I would see more of is like these tech companies and actual like um, like Facebook, Meta, all of these companies doing something about it. And I think there's, they definitely need to coordinate with like the devices like Apple and things like that to make it something that actually matters or does anything. Um, but yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, right now, I, th- I feel like we're seeing more movement in other parts of the world, like the EU, for example. I is one of the ones that's leading the way in better data privacy and better parameters and mm-hmm. even like minimum ages for certain platforms and stuff like that. Right. A lot of people resist change and restrictions like that. But I mean if we're talking about our children, you know, you yeah. gotta be careful.
0: I think minimum age is kind of funny because you can always bypass it, but I think until like tech companies that make the actual tech, like our laptops and computers and cell phones. Do something to actually enforce those age limits, like nothing's really gonna keep youth from accessing social media apps.
1: Yeah. So I think the age range that's kind of in question right now is that 10 to 19 years old where Mm -hmm. the brain is really in that primary development phase. Mm -hmm. A recent study from researchers at the University of North Carolina um, images middle schoolers' brains and found how frequently they check their social media apps correlated with changes in the amygdala in their brain. It's the motion center of our brain, which mapped to sensitivity towards rewards as well as punishments. We should note that there's not purely negative effects on kids from social media. There are obviously positive outcomes like connection with community and even like beginning to form their identity and like what kind of stuff they talk about, who they are, what even like their aesthetic, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But we just got to be careful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Protect our children.
1: So the Surgeon General's recommendations include higher standards for youth data privacy, enforced age minimums, deeper research into these areas, and waiving digital media literacy into curriculums, which sounds like some pretty reasonable requests. I
0: would love to see that. Like, obviously, digital and social media will be part of our world and more so our kids' world. So why not just be, like, really informed about the dangers of it, but also the positive sides of it?
1: Should we just move to a farm and get rid of all our tech? No. Okay, not a farmhouse island. I would be
0: just like a potato. Like I would have nothing to contribute to farm life.
1: You could, you've could, you always wanted to like learn more cool cooking recipes. So you could just be this like amazing chef.
0: Yeah, but if I'm not documenting it, what's the point? If That's I'm not true. building a platform around these recipes, then what is Pick the sure point? Picture it didn't
1: happen, am I right? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not going to work for me. Anyways, let's talk about Airbnb. Um, if you were on TikTok, you probably saw that uh, TikTok star Alex Earl was rescued by Airbnb. She and 11 of her closest friends uh, went off to Italy and Greece for a little post graduation trip. And when they got to Greece, they realized that the accommodations they had booked actually ended up being like a scam and there was no place that, to actually stay. So they documented this, of course. Uh, Alex Earl has. Five million followers. I think one of her best friends has a million. So it's all, all over. Um, and then what was interesting is in that first video she shared where she they were stranded, people started tagging Airbnb. <clears throat> and at first it was like, oh, did Airbnb scam you? But then she clarified that she actually booked that initial place through booking.com. But Airbnb took the opportunity and Actually booked them a house in Greece, and it's stunning. It has like the most amazing views, all the best stuff um and so now they're all staying there and I think it was really cool to watch as a marketer because obviously working with someone like Alex Earle, who has a huge amount of following is very expensive, and lots of people have she's worked with lots of brands and people speculate how much money she makes from these brand partnerships. So, for Airbnb to use like social listening as an opportunity to work with her is really cool um because there's obviously not like a pre-planned like a- agreement between I wouldn't them. say
1: obviously not. You don't think there's well, a chance that this was a stunt? By know. like a great marketing team.
0: But they had to spend one night in a hostel in like not a not a cute hostel. Like they I don't know what they risk it all and Alex Earl isn't like a theatrical influencer you know like she's very real and candid like I just don't see her pulling that off authentically in a way that like tricks people you know
1: I think you're right and the reason isn't because of that but because I feel like if this was a stunt and an actual marketing strategy they couldn't just drag booking.com
0: totally (laughs) so that's true
1: yeah I think it I think it's real we'll we'll give, give them the benefit of the doubt there
0: Yeah, and of course, like, anything that any, like, TikToker celebrity does gets a lot of criticism, so a lot of people are criticizing this whole, like, situation with saying, like, if I didn't have millions of followers, would Airbnb even care if my booking ended up being a scam? Right. So, Like, you can't have it all, but I do think, like, from a marketing and brand marketing perspective, this is a cool opportunity. If brands, like, paid attention and started watching people's experiences and found ways to, like, show up and be the hero, like, there's definitely micro moments that brands could do this. Like, not to the Alex Earl level, but maybe there's smaller moments that they can take advantage of, so I think that's cool.
1: Yeah, and Booking.com does kind of suck. We have have a couple, my family has a couple Airbnbs of our own, and we use multiple platforms, including booking.com, but you always get the wrong kinds of people, and there's always issues, and yeah, Airbnb is the way to go. Shout out.
0: And that's the tea.
1: That's the tea. The last story is basketball-related. There's some drama stirring around the NBA playoffs right now. If you recall, actually, back in 2018, in the playoffs— they were briefly overshadowed by the controversy around a burner account run by then 76ers GM, Brian Colangelo. Well, we're kind of hearing a bit of a similar story, but this time it's with NBA refs. So um, Eric Lewis, specifically an NBA referee, He's finishing up his 19th season as an official, is reportedly the subject of an investigation after allegations about his use of so- social media arose. Um, he's suspected of operating in an anonymous Twitter account that comments on officiating, but not just in general. Um, he's actually received some criticism from fans and even NBA players, one, for his affinity specifically to the Boston Celtics, but two, just for the fact that he sometimes seems to call a lopsided game. Um, and this burner account specifically that is being attached to him is uh, showing evidence of him defending those kinds of calls and specifically his calls um, in in certain games. The interesting thing too, and the reason why um, he's kind of under fire about it is because it's not wrong to have a burner account, but it is wrong for an NBA official to um, comment on officiating an actual NBA game. So it would be a violation of NBA's policy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think if you're... Getting a burner account, you're doing something shady.
1: (laughs) Odds are, for sure. Although people joke around that KD has a burner account where he trolls fans, which is kind of funny. for
0: people who don't know, KD is Kevin Durant.
1: Right, yes. Um, The the other interesting element to this is that Eric Lewis was one of the officials in Game 1 of the Lakers Nuggets uh, conference final series. And uh, after all of this came out, many players around the league, including LeBron himself, were commenting about it on Twitter.
0: LeBron himself.
1: Yeah. And I don't know um, if you remember this, but I'm sure some people watching or listening right now do. But earlier in the season, there was a viral moment where Patrick Beverley, um Eric Lewis had made a controversial call, and Patrick Beverly, who's known for having a lot of personality and attitude in the league, went and grabbed one of the media's cameras from the sideline and came over and showed the, a photo to Eric Lewis showing that his call was wrong. So that
0: was the ref?
1: That was the same ref.
0: Mm. You know what? I'm, I actually do remember this, so yeah. that's cool.
1: <laughs> and Patrick Beverly was one of the people that tweeted about it after Eric Lewis got exposed for the burner account. Crazy. Anyways, that's my kind of drama. That's the kind of TIC up on Twitter. <laughs> hey, this is
0: totally unrelated by just. Dis- I decided that for the NFL season, I'm going to do a TikTok series documenting the wags of the NFL. So like, who are they dating? What are they doing? Wife and or girlfriend of a player.
1: Cool. So
0: stay tuned for that.
1: I cannot wait.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's all the tea for today. Thank you for joining us. Now that we've bought your palate, go eat something more substantial. See you next time.
1: Cheers.